Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, when Bobby Blades and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do we record an episode? How do we get our show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do we make money from our podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it is 100% free. That's one of my three favorite four-letter F words. It's also ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Now, admittedly, I am not a rocket surgeon. I'm not tech savvy. I need things to be super simple. Anchor makes it easy for us. We create the content and Anchor does all the rest of the work. I dig that the most. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join the Inhumans and a diverse community of like-minded degenerate podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. You know I'll be listening. The time has come for bad things to Time has come for life to begin. The time has come for the war of the I am not gonna cry this time, I swear. Things got a little heavy for me last time. I don't know, maybe you can't relate. I know that there's at least a few people who can because they hit me up after hearing about my mess. I mean, yeah, I'm doing a little better, but I'm still working through some things. And it's comforting to know that I'm not the only one. I mean, I'm sorry if you're going through things, but we're not alone, and that's a good thing. I feel like we're learning a lot about me, and in the process, I'm learning a lot about you. I think that's amazing. I cried real tears in here last time. Luke shared some things that he had been struggling with, and... I'm still getting messages from people who feel compelled to share their thoughts and feelings with me. It's all pretty heavy, so I want to lighten it up a little. I refuse to cry this time. There's a few things in life that bring me joy. There's food. I could shut down a buffet by my damn self. Fine adult cinema. It's not an addiction. I can quit anytime I want. I just choose not to right now. There's podcasts. Not necessarily doing it, but listening. I listen to what I know is entirely too many podcasts. I need to scale it back. Anyway, those are things that I enjoy. There's a few things in life that I feel like are much more a part of who I am. Cartoons, science fiction, pro wrestling, and hip-hop. I don't know of a lot of kids who aren't into cartoons. I don't know of a lot of adults outside of Sean Paul Ellis and Dave Trumbor of Saturday Morning Cartoons podcast who still aren't into cartoons. It's easy to understand why I got into cartoons when I did, at least I think it is. Maybe it's not as simple as the fact that I was just a kid, 
I mean, maybe the bright colors and the, the unusual sounds and the dreamlike settings were enough to draw me in, but shouldn't I have grown out of that by now? When we were kids, my friends were into cartoons just as much as I was, but once we reached the age when we started to notice girls, they stopped watching. I didn't. Through high school, through college, even after my kids were born, as long as cartoons were being aired on broadcast television on Saturday mornings, I was up early to watch. If you're an armchair therapist, you're probably saying, yeah, that's just nostalgia, but it's not. I thought about that, and that's not what it is, because I never stopped watching. I watched cartoons on TV well into adulthood. The only reason I don't watch more now is because I won't pay for TV. If I had access to a channel that aired cartoons 24 hours a day, I would spend most of my day watching. With places like YouTube and Netflix, Hulu, and a few other less reputable sites, I'm able to seek out and enjoy any cartoon I want at any time. This is something that I never even could have imagined as a kid. Cartoons are just a fun and easy escape from reality. Believe me, I haven't told you everything that I've had to deal with in my life, especially lately. And there's some things that I'll probably never share with you. Just know that life can be pretty unbearable sometimes, and it's nice to be able to tune out and get away from real life once in a while. Maybe it's as simple as that. Actually, I'm sure it's as simple as that. That's why I'm so into science fiction. There has never been a time when science fiction wasn't a part of my life. I was two years old when Star Wars was released. I was negative nine when Star Trek debuted. That was all it took for me to be hooked. Add in Buck Rogers and Battlestar Galactica and I had myself a nice alternate reality to escape to whenever things got rough for me as a kid. The TV shows always gave me a familiar place to go back to. I get to explore new possibilities with movies like 2001 and Contact. With novels like Dune and Stranger in a Strange Land, I get to imagine an entire universe and become intimately involved with the people, the settings, the technology. And it's always a comfortable place for me to get lost in. I don't consider myself to be an expert. It's just my favorite genre. I'm not like a connoisseur. I can't rattle off a list of the best sci-fi authors and what makes them geniuses or a list of the best novels and movies and what makes them significant. I just know what sci-fi means to me. I know what it does for me. I know that if you give me options of movies to watch or stories to read, I'm going to choose science fiction every time. Comedy is fine, but I'll never choose drama. There's way more than enough drama in real life. I will never choose suspense. With my anxiety, my real life is already loaded with suspense. Most people assume I'm into horror, but I'm not because real life can be horrible enough. For me, science fiction is the best way to get a break from real life. That and pro wrestling. There is nothing real about pro wrestling. Never has been. At least not during the time any of us have been alive. I was told that my grandmother was a huge wrestling fan. She was all about it. I'm not sure what the scene was like in her day, but I'm told that she used to go to the shows on a regular basis. She would scream for the baby faces and throw things at the heels. She was exactly what a wrestling fan was supposed to be. I wish I could have spent some time with her, but I was only a year old when she died. 
Without ever even knowing it, her fandom was passed down to me. Because I am a lifelong pro wrestling fanatic. First time I remember seeing it, it must have been the late 70s, probably the early 80s. I don't know. I just remember thinking that it was sort of like the sports that my dad liked to watch. But it seemed different. It was just a couple of guys in what looked like underwear throwing each other around in what looked like a boxing ring. I understood boxing because my dad was into boxing, but that wasn't what these guys were doing. I understood fighting, and it seemed like that's what these guys were doing, but it seemed more organized than that. Eventually, one man covered the other man for a count of three, and I got it. I totally understood what it was about, and it was cool. I wasn't watching regularly at that point, but whenever I came across it on TV, I would stop and watch. It was at some point, still in the early 80s, that I came across a show that included the Road Warriors, Abdullah the Butcher, and Kamala the Ugandan Giant. I'm sure there's no way this was all in one show, but my memory, which is pretty fuzzy sometimes, puts it all together in one match. Seeing these characters and other crazy characters in the ring just like them, I was I was able to pretty quickly understand that nobody was walking around in real life like that. I figured out that it was all for the sake of entertainment, and that none of it was real, and I was able to enjoy it on that level. It had enough action and structure like an actual sport to make it easy enough to understand, but it also had enough characters and storylines to make it like a live-action cartoon, which you know I was already into. It offered just enough drama to make it somewhat believable, but it was ridiculous enough to keep it slightly removed from reality. It was always presented with a wink and a nod to the real wrestling fans. They knew that we knew, for the most part, that it wasn't real. But they presented it as if it was, and that was all part of the entertainment. This was an unspoken understanding among the fans, but it wasn't so unspoken or understood by non-fans, though, who would make it their mission to try to destroy what makes other people happy by saying things like, you know that stuff's fake, right? Well, we know exactly what it is. It was always the non-fans, the ones who thought they were so smart who didn't understand. Pro wrestling fandom is a sodality. For a very long time, pro wrestling fans were looked at as freaks, weirdos, knuckle draggers, and outsiders. We were all made to feel this way at some point. The beauty of it is this is what ties us all together. It unifies people with vastly different backgrounds like Shaheen, Anthony Missionary Thomas, Sky Genie, Jim Vicious, Jay Silver, Juliet Brooks, Boxman, Bobby Blades, myself, and an unbelievable wide range of others. This is probably what makes pro wrestling most special for me. Even though I don't watch anymore because it has evolved into something other than what it used to be, I still consider myself to be a fanatic, and pro wrestling is still my greatest passion. Next to hip-hop. I can't remember the first time I was introduced to rap music. I just know that it spoke to me more than any other form of artistic expression that has ever existed. Even though certain elements of the music and even the culture existed long before I was born, it's pretty much accepted that what we know officially as hip-hop was born in 1975, which was the year that I was born. I like to believe that that's not a coincidence. 
I'm not going to go into the whole history and evolution of hip-hop, even though I could, because I'm just that passionate about it. I'm just going to tell you what it means to me. Seems to me that rap is the most misunderstood genre of music that there is. I mean, people have their preconceived notions about other genres, like the blues being all about, I lost my job, I lost my wife, I lost my dog. Country being the same thing, but with a twang. Metal being devil music. I don't know, it might be. I don't listen to metal. The thing is, people who don't know, don't know. We take what we hear other people say about things, and we tend to accept those things as facts, a lot of times without ever even looking into these things ourselves. I've heard people say they don't like rap music because it degrades women, or it's too violent, or all they talk about is rims on their car. That argument is like saying you don't eat pizza because you don't like olives. Just... Just don't get olives on your pizza. There's lots of pizza in the world without olives on it. Just like there's lots of rap songs that don't talk about bitches, rims, and guns. Actually, if you look at a pie chart of topics covered in rap songs since the beginning of the genre, those things wouldn't even make up the biggest slice. What a lot of people don't understand about hip hop is that it's not about being hard. It's not about being gangster. It's not about being tough. It's not even about being positive, uplifting, or enlightening. It's not about being angry or happy or funny or sad. It's not just about any of these things, but it's about all of these things and more. Hip-hop is the most open form of music there is, hands down. In hip-hop, there isn't a topic that hasn't been or couldn't be covered. Bismarcky made a song about boogers. De La Soul made a song about soap. Cameron made a song about irritable bowel syndrome. Most Def made a song about water. I could easily go on and on with more and more examples. And yes, of course I can name a bunch of songs about guns and drugs and things like that. Because like it or not, that's also a part of hip hop. Everything is a part of hip hop. Hip hop cannot possibly exist within the box that some people want to put it in. It is far too vast for that. Hip hop is the box. Go ahead and take a look at whatever it is that you think hip-hop is, and know that you're only looking at a very thin surface. If you're not too stubborn or hateful or afraid, then look past what you think you already know. Look deeper. You might find something that you didn't even know was missing. You might find your lost soul. So that's what brings me joy. That's what I'm passionate about. What are you passionate about? Let me know. Email me at insearchofmylostsoul at gmail.com or call and leave a voicemail, 614-333-9276. Again, 614-333-9276. You just might end up on an upcoming session. In Search of My Lost Soul.